Welcome to the Pro Football Draftcast, presented by Inside the Hashes. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. And follow our show's account at ProFBDraftCast. You can also follow Inside the Hashes at Inside Hashes. Today's episode features University of Kentucky cornerback Lonnie Johnson Jr. A crucial starter for last year's Wildcat team, Johnson thrived as a safety in junior college before moving to corner for Kentucky. He brings that physicality to the corner position as well as a knack for preventing big plays. His performance as a senior earned him a spot at the Senior Bowl and a trip to the Combine, where he has been able to impress scouts and coaches alike. Johnson joins us on this week's Phoning It In as he continues his journey to the NFL. Garantano to throw, blasted from behind. Somehow he held on to it. Lonnie Johnson Jr. got him from his blind side. It's a loss of 10. I'm now joined by University of Kentucky cornerback Lonnie Johnson Jr. How you doing today, man? Good. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. So you had you had a pretty interesting journey to Kentucky. Walk us through that process. Um, just starting from high school, basically, uh, was a top recruit. Committed to Ohio State, um, non-qualifier coming out of high school. Went to California uh, for my freshman year of junior college. Uh, basically, had a rough time there, walking an hour to school, walking an hour back out to practice from uh, home to school. Uh, after that, uh, transferred to Garden City Community College in Kansas, where I started playing corner. Um, had a great time there. Uh, still was a rough process, but had a great season. I uh, think second team All American or something like that. Uh, five interceptions. Uh, then started getting heavily recruited again for the position of corner. Um, and uh, choosing Kentucky over Georgia and numerous other schools. Uh, played two years at Kentucky. Yeah, and what made you choose Kentucky over over Georgia and other schools? Um, it was just the process for real. Uh wanted to be close to home for sure. Uh knowing the fact that my mom couldn't come to none of my games and she used her rent money for one of the games she did get to come to. So uh just getting back closer to her so she can be able to come to every game with no problem. Yeah, I mean it's amazing how many personal decisions go into into that because people they kind of look at the player as kind of this machine and, and and that like you're making everything is like a business move but this is strictly this was this was family and you guys you know helping each other out that way. Most definitely. I mean, I knew I could pretty much play anywhere for real. So I wasn't really tripping on playing. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take you long to to break the starting lineup too. Yeah. So I mean, it was just basically trying to help my mom out so she could come see her son. Yeah, absolutely, man. So what is it specifically about Kentucky's, uh, with Kentucky's coaching that helped you develop as a defensive back? Um, just They helped my intelligence by far, far with the uh, position. You know, they helped me um, develop a different type of skill set. They was changing pretty much everything I came in with. You know, because it was different. So, um, started with my feet. You know, they changed my feet all the way around and stuff like that. So, it was just helping me become a man first and uh, a great player. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we interviewed uh, Courtney Love last year from Kentucky. It seems like Kentucky does a really good job of, of, of creating, you know, or helping build men, you know, with, with with character. Most definitely they do. Yeah, man. So what was it like to be a part of the ascension of Wildcat football? Because, you know, for a while they they, they were dwellers in the, uh, you know, in the SEC. And, you know, this past year, you know, you guys were prominent in the national spotlight. Um, I mean – that was something that I knew coming in we was going to do. So uh, just seeing the team, everything that we had built was a part of that. I mean, um, just knew we had a great team and great coaches to build around. So it was just us being player-led, having a whole bunch of seniors our senior year, and all us being playmakers at that. So it just all came together at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. So, what was your favorite post-game memory? Beating Florida. Beating um, Florida. Yeah, I think it was what thirty-one years so in a row. So, beating Florida. Yeah, yeah, I make make those sense. So now, you know, after your 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 career at Kentucky and uh, Garden City and all, um, walk us through your draft journey up until this point. Um. It's been wild. I mean, pretty much straight up for, for real though. It hasn't been no down. I would say uh, just been climbing up people draft boards. Uh, you know, I could still consider myself the best cornerback in the draft. You know, uh, just patiently waiting at this point. You know, it's a waiting game. So just patiently waiting. Yeah. So. You you got invited to the Senior Bowl. Uh, what did it mean for your draft stock to earn the earn your way uh, to the Senior Bowl? Um, I think the Senior Bowl definitely helped me a lot, though. Got to uh, perform in front of a lot of NFL coaches, you know. So the Senior Bowl definitely helped me uh, stand up. A lot of people draft boards. They got to see me move. They got to see me put my hands on people. They got to see me tackle. So you know. Uh, a lot of stuff they probably didn't pay attention to at Kentucky at the time. You know, I gave them a second look, so it definitely helped. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where I mean, as as you get guys like DK Metcalf and and Keel Harry and stuff like that, there's these physical receivers coming out, and you know, you're 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 one of those really physical corners, and 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 it was spotlighted, you know, at the Senior Bowl, and you know, commentators. Uh, all you know, all over the broadcast, were, were just you know saying how how much how nice it was to see that type of physicality at the corner position. Oh yeah, I mean that came from me. You know, I played uh, had a tough background. You know, going up, growing up, you know where I'm from. So that that played a big part of my uh, skill set in playing football. You know, uh, basically. I use what I learned at receiver because I played that position as well against the corner. So, I mean, against receiver. So, I use it against them. Yeah, that, that makes that makes total sense. Every now and then we'll have somebody who, who flips sides, and it's like you, you always want to know if they use that, you know, their past to their advantage in their new position. So, that, that makes total sense. So, what was your no, biggest takeaway? So what was your biggest takeaway from the, from that week of practice? Because I know the practice is more important than the game when it comes to the evaluation standpoint. Um, I would probably say just 
me going out there and uh, being hard on myself, knowing I had a lot to prove, knowing that uh, I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong, uh, just going out there and competing with the best people that they said was the best out there. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to show where I stood at in my own book and where I feel like people had me. Um, yeah. I pretty much, pretty much know I can pick up on anything quick as far as playbook stuff-wise. So that was helping, too. Well, and um, you, you said, you know, you go up against the best. Who was the best receiver that you uh, practiced against? Uh, probably Debo. Um, went against David Steele's a lot, you know. I went against most of them guys for uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of different types of receivers. Yeah. Yep. So after your uh, after your time at the Senior Bowl, you you also got a combine invite. What was that experience like for you? The combine. Yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty much like the Senior Bowl, but just a little bit longer. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that goes on behind combine doors that a lot of people don't know, you know, so you think it's pretty much just all the show and everybody just do drills and stuff like that, but it's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the doors that will make you tired and, you know, it just, just try to bring the worst out of you, I would say. Yeah. And then you, you trying to see who can, who can come out of that and still be on top. So, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard stories about it. See if you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard, I mean, it's one of those things where it, it's such a it's such a mental grind on you. And, like, you know, every now, I mean, there's some people, they, they don't perform nearly as well in the physical aspect because of it. Um, mm-hmm. But... But I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the case for you. Um, how did you keep you know keep that strong mentality throughout that you were able to you know still perform physically? Um, I was just hungry, man. I'm hungry. Uh, I want to be the best. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm the best in this draft. So it's like I'm going out there trying to prove everybody wrong. You know what I'm saying? Until I prove everybody wrong, I don't, I don't feel like it'll ever be that day I proved everybody wrong. But when it happened, I feel, you know what I'm saying, secure about my life and how everything works out. Just so, so just never, never being complacent. He kind of helped you with that. Never. Yeah, never being complacent. You know, never settling. You know, uh, working in silence. You know, pretty much how everything's going. So. What what's something that you know at, at at the combine at your pro day? What's something that you uh, you know were hoping to show scouts that you may not have been able to show them in your game film? What the pro day? At, yeah, pro day combine. Like, what were you trying to you know? What were you hoping to show them that maybe your game film didn't show them that much? Uh, that I can move, got ball skills, you know, catch. I can run, you know. Uh, I mean, you see that on my film, but me not having a lot of picks. You know, you would think like, oh, he don't have ball skills, but then you would see him go out there and catch, you know what I'm saying, or jump high and go high point the ball easily. So it's like it ain't about me not picking the ball in college. Like I know that I can catch and I know I got ball skills. That was probably the biggest question on everybody would be. So now, would you would you say that that your your lack of uh, interceptions uh, what, could it have been more schematic or was it just kind of the way the ball the way the ball fell during your time at college? Yeah, uh, I say the way the ball fell. 
my way in college, you know what I'm saying? Definitely my senior year, I didn't get tried a lot. So it was basically like I go a couple of probably like four or five games this year, like the ball probably wasn't thrown my way at all. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. just basically like me uh it's a compliment to my game also. Yeah. But it's just like yeah, I don't know if the scouts actually noticed that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I didn't get tested that much either, so well, I mean, and oh, you would hope that you would hope that they would notice that simply because you always hear hear stories about uh, how Rebus got so bored, you know, on one side because they wouldn't even test him. Same with uh, you know Peterson, whatever side he ever ended up traveling on, you know, they wouldn't test him. So he, they, he, you know, he didn't have the numbers, but you knew it was because of you know respect from the quarterback or the you know offensive coordinator. Most definitely. So, did you have any goals, uh, you know, in certain drills that you were able to fulfill? In certain drills, uh, pretty much everything that I did in the combine was straight. Besides my forty, that's why I redid it at uh, pro day and I ran extremely fast. So. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> so it was just like I told what I told them in the meeting rooms at uh, I was gonna run at the combine. I didn't run. I felt like my legs was heavy at the combine. So I told them, like, I'm running again. As soon as I got my times back, I told them I'm running again at Pro Day. They don't got to worry about it. I'll show you how fast I am at Pro Day. So. And was was that a 4 through 9 Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. Uh, so what was your biggest takeaway from that experience And you know, that wasn't seen on the field, you know, both in Pro Day and Combine? As far as takeaway, um, I yeah. don't think – Nothing wasn't seen. You know what I'm saying? They see that I'm hungry now. They see that I work hard. They see that I can move. They see I can catch. They see I can run. You know, I don't think nothing wasn't seen. Uh, only thing that I don't think they see probably still is that I belong in that first round. And I'm going to keep t- saying it until it become true. You know, uh, I mean, there's a couple of people out there that believe on first round picks. I mean, uh, it's a lot of mock drafts that say I'm in the first round, but until it actually happens, that's when I believe it. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, if you had one game to sell yourself to an NFL team, what game would you pick? Uh, I told them to watch South Carolina because uh, I was matched up with Debo that whole game. Yeah, so I told them watch. Told them watch South Carolina. You know, Debo's a great receiver. You know, me and him went at it the whole game. You know, uh, with him only having his one catch for a touchdown, you know, on me. So, other than that, and Debo had a great game. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, so, look, we have a final final segment called Three and Out where we ask you some non-football questions. You ready to give it a go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, being as you were in Kentucky for two years, uh, did you dabble in any of the local bourbon there? Nah, I didn't. I don't drink. No, no, no drinking. Nah, they probably are having in some food or something like that. That's the only how I taste. I, I, I got you. All right. Uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time, Menace to Society. All right, that's a good one. All right. If you, final question: If you were a pro wrestler, what would your walkout song be? If I was a pro wrestler, what would my walkout song be? Uh, Kodak Black needed something. All right, man. 
So do you have any uh, social media that you like to plug? Uh, I mean, Instagram, Lonnie Johnson 06. Uh, Twitter, Lonnie30Johnson. So that's the only two I really be on for real. Awesome. All right, man. Well, look, hey, thank you so much for, for giving us some of your time, man. Really appreciate you coming on. And we're going to be rooting for you at the next level, man. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate it, Tom. All right, man. Pressure picked up. McSorley looking downfield. Heaves it downfield and what an interception. What an interception by Lonnie Johnson. He's bringing it back along the far sideline. There's a penalty flag. Al Sanders in particular, watch him scan that protection. And when he let this ball go, that was Lonnie Johnson, six foot two, 210 pounds. When watching Johnson play, one of the first things that jumps out, to me at least, uh, is the thing that you really can't coach, and that's size. Um, but what he does with it is particularly special. He uh, is a very physical corner and has the ability to move um, kind of all over the secondary, which is, is pretty impressive. But going back to the uh, physicality that he brings to the cornerback position, you know he is a sure tackler, uh, is is available to play the run game, blows up screens, uh, can take on blocks, and really just embraces the physicality uh, of football at the cornerback position, which you know you really don't always see, you know, at that position. And that's not something you specifically see with guys that play outside cornerback. And I think that's really where Johnson projects best at the next level. As far as uh, the, the type of receiver he matches up with best, I think it's more of the you know stereotypical big-bodied number one wide receivers. Um, not necessarily as much with the guys that are quicker and in the slot. I think that going up against a more, um, more traditional receiver fits his skill set best. Uh, so I want to see him on the outside. But the ability that he has to make plays in the run game really separate him from the pack. I think we he touched on in the interview, Darrell Revis was the kind of guy that you know just commanded so much respect that quarterbacks didn't even try him. I think that Johnson has that ability to make, I mean, you saw it last year, to make a quarterback respect his coverage ability. But if you have a guy that's willing to go up, stick his nose into the play and, and make a tackle, He's not only going to make the quarterback respect him, but he's going to make the running back respect him as well. And I think that's something that's you know, really important as we enter this new age of running offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and something that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet as much uh, is just his overall disruption of plays with his coverage. Uh, you know, He makes it so that the quarterback has to throw it to where only the receiver can catch it, and that makes it hard for the receiver too. So... You know, there's a lot of inerrant throws that are caused by his coverage, which you know won't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but it is very effective for a defense. And overall, uh, just you know, as a player, it's it's what you're gonna look for in a day one or day two guy. All right, I guess you're stealing my gimmick. Um, <laughs> so where I think he fits in, I agree. I think he's a day one or two guy. Uh, but looking at the, the old-school Seattle defenses. And I say old-school, I mean like five years ago. Uh, the, the, I think everyone out there is kind of looking at him to go uh, to play for Seattle. That's kind of a hot thing out there as far as uh, rumors to go. Um, but for me, I, I look within that coaching tree. What makes the most sense? What team needs a starting outside cornerback? And, and what team has a secondary 
that's on the way up that just needs one missing ingredient. And I think that team jumps out immediately. Uh, you're looking at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're a team that uh, I think probably more likely than not would be picking them in the second round um, just because of, of where they're positioned in the draft. But what he does bring to the team is that physicality, is that coverability, uh, and, and he does do great work covering deep and, and limiting what big plays are able to be pulled off against him, for lack of a better term. So I think the, the fit there is perfect. Um, they've, we've got a guy, actually, uh, a veteran of the show a couple years ago, uh, DeMonte Casey, is a starting safety for them now. Um, so I think you know that, that pro football draft cast connection would, would do great things in Atlanta. 45 yards out. Workman to snap it, Fatoni to hold it. Bad snap again, and it's blocked. It is blocked, and it's hit into the line, and Kentucky will get the football back. Boy, there have been some questionable snaps all game long. That's easy. Lonnie Johnson comes through and gets his hands on the football. Kentucky going to have some pretty good field position here. Watch this has been Phoning It In featuring Lonnie Johnson. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. And I'm Seth English. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth English. And be sure to follow our show's account at ProFVDraftCast. If you like what we do and you think that we do a good job, please sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.